Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. After a night out, Rochelle Obougie and her then husband came home to the unthinkable. Fire engines, ambulances. Her house was on fire and her three daughters were inside. Two of the girls, Imose and Chica, did not survive the fire. Baby Anya, just 14 months old, was in critical condition and rushed to the hospital. Sadly, she too succumbed to her injuries, but was able to be an organ and tissue donor before joining her sisters. Hi, you're listening to episode 117 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colin Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. On December 1st, 2007, life as Rochelle knew it changed forever. No one could ever be prepared for this kind of loss. However, 15 years later, Rochelle is here to share her story and share what she's learned and how life has gone on. Rochelle, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, you're so gracious. You have shared your story so many, many times for LifeBank on behalf of LifeBank and in public. And every time you you share it, it's no less heartbreaking. How did you even begin to heal from such a tragic loss? You know, how I began was one moment at a time being grateful for the things that I had in my life. I was grateful for the things that I had in my life that were still there, not just focusing on the things that were gone, but looking at the things that I still had. And that was the beginning of my journey. And it was baby steps, I'm sure. Baby steps. Yeah. yeah. It was baby steps. And it's been baby steps for the last 15 years to get to where I'm at now. And I still have much uh, further to go, but I thank God for where I am now because it is a long way from where I began. I didn't think that I was going to be able to live after the loss of my three children. It was so painful. Um, there's no words that even begin to describe it. And to know that not only did I want to live, but I wanted to live with purpose and I wanted to live a life to the fullest, I knew that was going to take much, much strength. And at the time, I didn't think I had it. I didn't think I could do it. But through love, faith, and hope, I began to see through gratefulness, through being a blessing to others, giving, self-care, making sure that my mind, my body, and my spirit were okay, I could get to the place where I am now. And it wasn't just a straight line, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure. Oh, it was more like a zigzag, uh, etch-a-sketch. 
<laughs> just give an edge of sketch to a two-year-old and that's what it, that's, that's right. pretty much what it looked like. I'm sure that's what it felt like too. Absolutely. Looking back 15 years, what happened with your girls, do you view that differently or have you changed how you look at that? I think that I can look at it from a perspective of not just traumatic loss, but what things I was able to gain from the strength of overcoming such a loss. And they call that post-traumatic growth. And I think I look back on what happened with different lenses, both in the natural and in the spiritual. I look and see that there was growth in me that could only take place with going through the things that I went through. Now, if you ask me, do you want to go through that again? Absolutely not. But Um, The strengths that I've garnered and the lessons that I learned about people, life, and love from that, there's there's nothing to compare that experience. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I want the listeners to know that you went on and you have two more daughters. You have two daughters. Nagazi yes. and Nikuru, who are young ladies now in, yes. in early teen years. How, uh, how did the loss of their sisters, who they never met, how has that impacted them? Well, it more impacted how I parented them. I parented them from a perspective of loss and grief. And I allowed my own feelings of pain and trauma to dictate how I kind of went about and raised my, my, my girls. Um, For instance, I was, I would never really say no because tomorrow's never promised. And I experienced Mm -hmm. that firsthand. And so I found that I was a little bit indulgent But I'm learning now how to parent from a perspective of respect, love, and peace, and to allow a new mom outside of the pain and trauma of losing the girls begin to instill into these girls what I would have instilled into my other girls, and that is values of love, respect boundaries. And so I'm learning that as they're teens, which they're kind of rebelling, but I'm finding that that's been one way that that's affected them. I think that, you know, knowing that you came after kids who died, uh, my youngest daughter asked me, being the youngest of five, you know, mom, would you have even had me if Anya and Chica and Imose would have lived? Oh, wow. That's a deep question for our little... That was a very deep question. That was a very deep question. Yeah. And all I could answer is, you know, it is what it is. And that was then, and this is now, and I have you now, and I would never trade that for the world. Wow. It must be very difficult to know that there was a family before and a family after, you know? Yes. 
But I think a lot of people go through that when it's a divorce, when it's younger kids versus older kids, the family we were when you were younger versus the family we are now that you're older. And I think that everyone can relate to that. The difference is with parents who've lost children, you had members in your family who are no longer here. And trying to navigate that new reality, I call it the new normal. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. As we mentioned, Anya was able to be an organ donor, not directly after the tragedy, but a few years out. Did that bring you comfort? Did that bring you any sense of like it wasn't just a waste of life? Yeah, it absolutely did. Um, I don't believe that it was a waste of life. Actually, my saying is no life is too short, no amount too small to make a difference. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And I think the gift of life that was able to be bestowed on two other um, children makes me realize that Anya came to serve a purpose and even leaving throughout, leaving out of this world at 14 months old, she fulfilled her purpose and that was to bring life to two other people. It's 15 years and it still gives me comfort that something positive came out of it. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, when I meet other recipients, my heart flutters because I know that at the other end of that recipient is the donor mom just like me. And I get a chance to interact with this person because somebody's mother or father or husband or wife made a courageous decision to say yes. And I get to interact with this recipient because of that yes. That's a wonderful way to look at it. I would be remiss if I did not mention that you have been a long time supporter of Life Bank. You've been on our board. You've, like I said, shared your story so many times for us. And you have been to our events. And it just seems like you're just part of the family. But having I feel that way. Well, that's great. That's great. Having that support through LifeBank, what did that mean to you on your grief journey and your healing? Oh, it, it, it means the world to me. Alyssa Berman is our bereavement counselor. And just being able to check in and just say, is this normal? Am I normal? You have a traumatic loss and all of a sudden the world doesn't seem right. And it's Life Bank has helped the world seem right, um, even after a loss. It makes sense in a world that that is senseless um, because it is about giving people life. And if we could, as donor parents or families, could have given our child life, we would have. But what we did is we were able to give life to someone else's family. And in that, our loved one's life lives on. And that is such powerful light that it keeps you uplifted years and years and years over time just to know that you were able to do that. It makes 
I hate the word bittersweet because I always think bittersweet chocolate for a long time until this happened to me, but it's bittersweet. And, you know, bittersweet is exactly what it is. It's sweet, but there's, there's, there's this, there's a little sting afterwards. Something had to die um, in order to get the, yeah, and I, that. I understand that. We often say we don't want you to be part of our family, but now that you are, glad you're here. You know, we would never wish this on anybody's family, but please step in and feel the embrace because we know we understand and and we're here to help. If you had a chance to talk to a relatively new donor family who recently lost a loved one, what advice would you give for moving forward, beginning that grief journey that you've been on for more than 15 years now? That it is a marathon, not a sprint. You're going to go up hills. There's going to be times that you're going to be like, am I ever going to get through this? And there's going to be times that you feel like this went by so fast. But pace yourself. I use the marathon because sometimes at the people at the end of the marathon, by the time they get there, they strip down to the bare necessities to get across the finish line. And what I could tell for two donor families is you're going to be stripping down the things that are not necessary to get to the finish line of your healing. And there's going to be people, places, and things that this journey is going to take to you. And there's going to be people, places, and things that this journey is going to take from you. And just pace yourself, rest if you must, but do not quit in your healing and in your finding ways to cope and to live with such a magnificent loss. But what I can tell you is 15 years out, it does get better if you are consistently moving towards a place of healing and wholeness. It does get better. And I think it's important to note that we're not talking about healing as getting over or forgetting about the loss and the tragedy. I always say moving forward with. Yeah. I, I, it, you never get over. I'm constantly being healed. I'm not fully healed from the death of my girls, but I'm consistently moving towards closer towards a place of healing. And and I always say it's moving forward with, I, I don't forget, I don't move forward and, and they're behind. You know, you take all of yourselves with you as you grow older. You don't leave, you know, your 20-year-old self like in the 20s just partying. You, you bring that 20-year-old self with the 30-year-old self and the 40 and the 50. And I say you bring that part of your life and those people, places and things. In, in your life, in your loved one's life, you bring them forward with. And and they get intertwined into your new life. So it's not like it's two separate stories. It's one story interwoven with one another. It's like you said, your new normal, your new every day. Yeah. 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 Rochelle, is there anything you want to share or add that I didn't ask you? I just want to be able to help any family that is going through the loss of a loved one and came into uh, a donor family 
just to know that there's there is help. LifeBank has help and will get you to the places of help if you need it. Rochelle, thank you for spending time with me and for all you've done for LifeBank. You know, we consider you a sister. And again, it's one of those things where we wish we didn't have to get to know you, but we're so glad we did. Thank you. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspirational. You know, you can save lives simply by going to lifebanc.org and registering your donation decision. You can catch Let's Talk About Life on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, but you can always find it at lifebank.org. We thank you for listening and we hope you come back next time. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is dependent on it.